Today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Go to thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com and click on the solutions to check it out. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? And Sean, our audio engineer. So, Dick, super exciting news. We teased this last episode, but we finally hit 1 million downloads. Woo! I thought we were going to talk about our bonus episode. Yeah, we launched our bonus episode, our first ever bonus episode. Did tremendously well. You guys loved it. Yeah. Uh, all the comments I've read, people really, really dig the episode. And, I got one yeah. from Christy, Kirsty Chapman. When I grow up, I want to be Maddox's dad. Yeah. Also, Handy Andy Pandy. Maddox, I found this episode funnier than any other you and Dick have done. Definitely worth the money. Um, maybe that was true last week, but he hadn't heard this episode, so. Yeah. It's every every new episode is better than the last. So when we discover what the biggest problem in the universe is, it'll be so hilarious. You guys <laughs> will unhinge your jaws and die. Yeah, that's our goal we'll is know. to kill our listeners through laughter. So if I can talk about the bonus episode a little bit more, we did a hot sauce challenge yeah. in that episode, which I don't think is a secret. Where Maddox and I both drank hot sauce yeah. uh, to see who could drink it faster. And who didn't sound like a sniveling pussy after they drank it, right? Uh-huh. Was that an accurate That's summation accurate. of the contest? I got to tell you, man, I didn't feel right for a week after that contest. <laughs> like, I went home. I went home. The entire drive home, Maddox is extolling the virtues of drinking hot sauce. And I feel like I have a football made out of vinegar in my colon. <laughs> as he's like, well, you know, it kills bad bacteria and this and this. And I'm like, dude, I seriously, I feel like I'm going to ship. I feel like I've been eating Vicodin for 13 days. Man, what right about now. it sounds like your entire stomach lining is made out of the same skin as vaginas. Like you're what a pussy. What a what a crybaby. That Man, that shit made me feel right. I really hope you don't get an ulcer when you're like 43. Ulcers are caused by bacteria and they can't live. You know what? Bacteria can't live in an environment that's inhospitable to them and that's my stomach. It's full of piss and vinegar. Okay, well I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> Either way, I'm never drinking hot sauce again. Hey, Dick, I got some stats. I got a stats for you. So uh, I had a listener send in these stats. His name's Ryan Yoder. He did these really comprehensive stats. For our one millionth episode, I, I just want to bring this in. One millionth download. Or one millionth download, right. We have not done a million episodes. So he, did, he brought some stats in about the number of episodes we've each won. You want to hear this? No. <laughs> What's his name? Ryan Yoder. Oh, good for you, Ryan Yoder, you kiss ass. No. You brown noser sending Maddox all these stats about how great he is. No, Dick, we don't know. We don't know who the winner is. I'll bet you've won more than you think. Really? Oh, yeah. All right. How much you want to bet? No, I, more, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, Go ahead. You, you talk like you've never won any. So, yeah, like, how many do you think Dick's, Dick's won, Sean? I think he's won between 10 and 15. Okay. I, I was going to say 10, that I've won 10 episodes. Yeah. Well, you both lose because you've only won eight. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it, Sean! You got my hopes up for nothing, you miserable son of a bitch! Now I feel bad! I could have said five, but you dicked me over with 10! <laughs> so I am number one. I'm the winner with 16, 16 wins, then Dick at eight, and... Ryan Holiday, one of our guests, he's the only one in the top in the top ten with one win. Oh man, yeah, good for you guys. You're yeah. winners together. He, uh, this is these are the people who have the current highest problem for each episode. Okay. Then we also have some stats: uh, the total net up and down votes by each person. I'm number one with fifty two thousand. Wait Did- a minute, I'm sorry. The total up and down, like the total number of up votes you've gotten. Yeah. Your problems have yes. gotten. Yes, okay. yes, correct. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I'm number one with fifty two thousand, followed by Dick with twenty. 
20,000. Then Ryan with 2,300. Then Asterios placed with 1,600. Then Leah and then Roger with the measly 528. Are you saying that I'm closer to the guest with upvotes than I am to you? Yes. Did I hear those numbers right? Man, uh, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> fuck this million download celebration. Ryan Yoder. And he has some random trivia, too. This is kind of interesting. There have been 92 problems mentioned on the podcast. The smallest problem to win an episode was crying from episode one. And uh, it's ranked number 42. It's the 42nd biggest problem in the universe, crying. Well, if you don't agree with that, head to thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com and uh, vote up crying. Yeah, vote up monkeys. I keep warning you idiots. No one votes up monkeys. Monkeys are the biggest problem in the universe. You guys don't listen to me. Go ahead. It's a bold experiment you did, and I got to say, it's really it's really fun reading that problems page. Yeah. Like seeing, because it's I look at it and I agree with it. Uh-huh. Like mostly the ranking. I'm like, uh, yeah, that is kind of a bigger pain in the ass than AIDS. Like yeah. if I had to... Armchair psychologists are worse than A's. Oh, and speaking of last week, yeah, and the problems from last week, uh, number one was pyramid schemes and Herbalife, followed by pennies, bigger problem than both your bullshit-ass motorcycle fairings and catcalling. Cop motorcycle fairings. Oh, I'm sorry, cop motorcycle fairings. Catcalling, man, that was a controversial problem. Yeah. A lot of comments about that one. I don't want to get into them, though, because I have a a surprise for you. All right. So I... I don't know if if anybody knows this listening, but, you know, Maddox is like like an internet celebrity. Uh-huh. And kind of a real celebrity too. Okay. So I I put the word out in Hollywood mm-hmm. that that you that we'd gotten a million downloads on this podcast just to see what would happen. Yeah, like just to see if we have any celebrity listeners. Oh, do right? we? And do we? I think we actually do. Uh, of course, there's no way to tell. No, I get out of here. They just call. They just call the voicemail. We got some celebrities calling I, the voicemail. Listen, 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 listen. listen. Hey, Maddox. Um, it's me, Zoe Deschanel. Um, I'm really impressed by the. One million downloads you have this week. I think um, that's her. Yeah, it's, it's a real big accomplishment. I wish I had she that many people like who yeah. who visited my Pinterest board. Yeah. So, um, congrats. Have have a lovely day, and um, yeah, watch New Girl on Fox. All right. All okay. Right, so Plugging gonna... her show. So, I I think I honestly think that's real. But then you got guys like this. Hello, this is Sean Connery. <laughs> somebody please tell me what the fuck is a podcast? I don't know. I don't think he would say that. That was Sean Connery. That's, <laughs> yeah, that that's was Roger. Sean Connery. Yeah. That has to be Roger. That, My ass. Did that sound like Roger Barney? Just you like guys? Roger. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it kind of. I got another one. Uh, hey, this is uh, Seth. Uh, is that Rogan. Rogan? And I uh, just want to say congratulations to you, Maddox, for a uh, million downloads. That might be him. Uh, yeah. um, Seth Rogan. Yeah, I've uh, never been more proud of you. And. Um, I hope you continue to do a great job uh, because you're very funny. And uh, I listen to your podcast a lot. Uh, if you ever need me to be up. All right. This, that yeah. might be him. Goes on. Yeah. I say Roger again. No, yeah. I don't. No, that's definitely Ron Roger. I asked Roger. But then you get ones like Ring this. Ring a ding ding. It's your old pal Frank Sinatra calling you to <laughs> congratulate you. Frank Sinatra's on your dead. On oh, yes. I'm calling shenanigans. What? 17 years, you piece of shit. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe you're right. To this garbage. People who haven't <laughs> discovered the entire rest of the internet. I hope you get hit by a drunk driver and die. Hey, All fuck right. you, Sinatra. That's, that's I, don't need, I don't need death threats from someone who's already in a grave, dickhead. Fucking that was a shit. That was a shit impression too. Sinatra's dead. That is definitely not Sinatra. Well, what do you think about this impression? I, I didn't know. I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Oh yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yoo-hoo. I mean, I don't it's know. Maddox's girlfriend, <laughs> Big Boobs McGee. 
Happy million, boys. Speaking of millions, last night, Maddox made me scream a million times. Ta-ta. Wink. I mean, that, that sounds was, like... That was definitely my girlfriend. <sighs> yeah. Was, yeah. That sounds was, like something she would say. No, yeah, that that is something that my girlfriend has said multiple times because I do make her scream a million times. Hello, this is Bane. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I was wondering when you would pass a million subscribers. I, I heard that you did real. not enjoy The Dark Knight Rises. Oh. Well, guess what? You two can suck my dick. A million downloads, <laughs> that's nothing. Uh, all right, Bane. Bane, I, I imagine he has a real stubby penis. I don't think. Gross. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a real guy. Bane? Yeah, he's not a real guy. That's got to be <laughs> fucking fake, dick. Hey, Maddox. Dick. It's Christopher Walken. This is Christopher Walken, oh, and I heard your <laughs> podcast. You just got a million downloads. That's, that's excellent. But if you ever talk about problems that don't matter again, I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. I mean, uh-huh. that that's probably Roger. Oh, Bar, soldering. Yeah. soldering. No, that, I think that's, that. if anyone is an actual celebrity, so far I think Christopher Walken is a possibility because he just he's a random dude. He does random shit like that. That's and, true. And Zoe Deschanel. I really think Zoe Deschanel's a, a real celebrity who called in. Yeah, I, I think, wish we could verify that. Yeah. You want to hear one more? Well, yeah. And then I'm going to I'm going to play some later in the episode. Sure. This is Edward James Orvos, and I'm calling <laughs> to wish Dick and Maddox a happy million downloads. <laughs> oh man. Your show is so funny. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's my last. That's well, my last. Gotta run. I got tickets to see Jamie Kennedy and Fluffy. Uh, all right. All right. We don't great. Need to know we what. don't need. Yeah, we don't care what you're doing. And by the way, what was that? It sounded like water was running in the background. Uh, Do you have a sink running? I. You know what? That was. Uh, that was actually boisterous coconuts. That was our friend boisterous. Oh, coconuts. that was boisterous coconuts. Yeah. So he told me. I asked him to call in as a celebrity. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, sure. I'll do it on my walk to work." So he's walking to work <laughs> through New York, screaming obscenities into his <laughs> cell phone in like weird voices, and, and he chose Edward James almost, <laughs> yeah. well, and, and did that impersonation. That's the second thing I would like to note. I asked these guys for celebrities, yeah. and what do I get? Bane. Uh, <laughs> I got that, basically comic book characters. Zoe Deschanel. Wait, who is Edward? What's the guy's name? He was Edward James almost. He was he's he? like a m- famous Mexican actor. He's like the Mexican Sean Connery. What, is it, what has he been in? He's been in American Me. He, he's before our time. Oh, he's okay. like a generation before us. But he's very, he's very accomplished actor. Something you might, uh, what was it, uh, Battlestar Galactica? The, I, the, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I'm sorry. I don't think we can count that as a celebrity call-in. I'm sorry. We're going to have to strike it from the records. Okay, so that's a problem. Can we get to our problems this episode? Yeah. South Park parodied him. Oh, I don't, I don't know. The whole teacher episode, the yeah. stand and deliver. All right, no fine. Idea. Oh yeah, stand and deliver. Uh-huh. We got to teach these kids. He's teaching all the kids calculus. Oh, that's the guy. That, that guy's Edward okay. James Almos. Well, thank you, Edward, for calling in to congratulate yeah. us for our millionth download. So here's my first problem, and I wish we'd recorded this a couple days ago because uh-huh. I was ready to strangle someone when this happened to me. Okay, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, and I got a text from my friend. Uh, she's a, she's like a commercial actress. Okay. okay, and she'd been very excited that day because she got cast on a commercial last minute, and the call sheet for the commercial said explicitly, like the thing they send you the morning of the commercial to tell you where you're supposed to go and what you're going to be doing, said explicitly no photography, no social media, no photography. Okay, and as she explained to me, because I don't do 
commercials. You know, I don't know what's going on. She said, that's a big deal because right now that means it could be a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, that is a huge big deal. Huge deal. Right. And they don't tell you that kind of stuff because they don't want you to, to be anything that you're not normally. Right, of course. You know? And they don't want you to immediately go post about it. Right. Plus, it might not be. Right. They, it might be done and it might be horseshit and they'll save it for something else. Yeah. So she was really excited about this, right? She gets down there, shows up on set, whatever, waits four hours, and her scene went like this. She walked up to do it, and the guy says, whoever's doing the scene with her, says, I don't believe this. Let's do another scene. So okay. it was basically just over, right? Yeah. You don't get paid for that. You don't right. get th- And this is like, a Super Bowl commercial is like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Right? So she texts me this. Like, she was geared up for it all day, and I'm like, oh, man, right? I have got, I got to say something to cheer this girl up. Yeah. As I'm, te- as I'm walking down the street texting. Right. And I usually, I'm usually pretty good about kind of paying half attention to my phone and half attention to what's going on around me. Mm. I mean, that's the theory, Dick. I don't believe it. I don't believe most people can do that. But go on. Oh, you're listening. talking about multitasking. Yeah. Most, you can't multitask. The human mind can't multitask. See, I know that you think that, and I really wish there was some kind of test for it. Because I do. Is. Well, <laughs> is it like an online test or is yeah. it a real test? No, like it's a, a real test. It's a real test. It's a real test. If you think you can multitask, I'll send you this test. I'll link to it on the website. But you can. It's a test where you are supposed to write down uh, two sentences at the same time. No one can do that. You're not. You you can't write With down two hands. No, no, no. So you write down. I think. I think the task is to write down the numbers one through twenty, and then make each number correspond to a letter from the sentence. So you you do each task way quicker if you do it individually. Okay, uh, that sounds like something that Rain Man or Brainiac would do. I'm talking about just walking down the street and paying attention and then texting people on my phone. All right, so That's an acceptable level of multitasking. Huh? Wow. And I really do feel like I can concentrate mostly on the road and on the phone, and then, like, you get to that, you get to that asymptotic line... Uh-huh. Where suddenly your brain switches over onto the phone and you're just kind of like walking or driving on autopilot. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm texting her back. I'm like, okay, oh God, I got to take this seriously, right? I got to say something funny to, to cheer her up because this is a big loss for this $100,000. Immediately as I start texting, I step into the biggest pile of dog shit <laughs> that I have ever seen. Uh, like... Full-on Three Stooges, <laughs> like, putting my foot into a chocolate cake. Oh, man. And hitting—I don't even think I hit the sidewalk until I had slipped, like, a foot away from it. Oh, Do you know geez. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a fucking Hanna-Barbera spinning around wildly, like that sound effect, that— In the middle of the street with my phone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I think it, a horse shit this dog shit. Yeah. Right? Gets on both shoes, of course. <laughs> How did it get on both shoes? What, did you stomp in this thing? Did it splash on you? Because I wasn't paying attention. I was, oh. te- I was texting. Point is, yeah. I got, now I got dog shit on both shoes. Uh-huh. That's my problem. Yes. Dog shit. Dog shit. Wow, it sounds like your problem should be people who think they can multitask because you can't. And That's, and that's pro- what you got out of that? Yeah. That's what I got out of it, Dick. You can't multitask. And if you weren't if you weren't texting like a dickhead, walking around the streets of LA or New York or wherever, everybody's doing this now. Everybody's phone, everybody's face is constantly down in their phone. They're not paying attention. They're being obnoxious. They're rude. They're bumping into people. When I see people walking towards me and texting, I don't move out of the way anymore. I'm going to let them run into me and I'm going to say, excuse you. 
teaching teaching people lessons. Yeah. You're like Jesus, but a total <laughs> asshole. But that's I really think that's not the problem because I'm aware of that. And uh-huh. I don't like it, and I feel I really feel in my brain that it sw- it crosses a line. Like I can pay attention to the street, and I kind of send like offhand texts, and they're all misspelled and horrible. But I can look at the street and do the thing with my phone in one hand. But this this particular instance, I'm trying to cheer up my friend, and I'm like, all right, I gotta put. I got to put 51% of my concentration into this text. Immediately step in dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, Dick. Sounds like there's a smelly shoe that proves you can't. Two smelly shoes, Two asshole. smelly shoes. That's right. Yeah. Are you wearing them, by the way? What's that smell? Did you bring them into the studio? These are the shoes I was wearing, oh, but I cleaned, man. I cleaned them off. I cleaned them off. I washed them, and I cleaned them off. Yeah, it looks like you, scr- them you scrubbed them. Those shoes have, like, no tread to them. You scrubbed them so hard, Dude, they're bald. I had to use—the worst part, I had to use my toothbrush to oh, clean man. them off. I Like— even though I wasn't using it again, yeah. it was still gross because it had once been my toothbrush because I didn't have an extra one. Yeah, of course. It's disgusting. Yeah. So well, now you don't have now you're out of toothbrush. And you know what, Dick? You know what the problem is? The real problem here is phones without keyboards. If you don't have tactile response, you can't type and l- I can type and look up and concentrate on whatever I want and still be typing in my pocket. I can be typing without having to take my eyes off of what I'm doing or where I'm walking. I don't step in potholes. I don't step in dog shit. I don't step in horse shit. I don't step on anything except for pure sidewalk, baby, 100% of the time. Maddox, stop trying to hijack my problem. (laughs) My problem is curb your fucking dog. Oh, okay. is that what it is? Curb your goddamn dog. Okay, Who I'm on board. are you leaving dog shit, especially uh, dog shit that's the size of a chocolate cake in the middle of the street? Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty hilarious. Would you do... Well, so so I took a straw poll, yeah. right? Because okay. I was in, I was incensed by this. You I'm like, should who, be. Who would do this? What is the kind of person who would do this? Yeah. So I, I started asking people who either have watched dogs or have dogs... Do you, don't you always pick up your dog shit? And I even phrased it like that because I wanted to let them know, look, I'm going to judge the shit out of you yeah. if you give me the wrong answer on this. Dude, an astronomical percentage of them said, eh, I kind of just, like, no, not all the time. Yep. Not if it's inconvenient. Okay, okay, Dick, I have three types of people I know for a fact don't pick up dog shit. Okay. And these, this happens pretty consistently unless you catch them in the act. The first type of people is old people. They're always leaving their dog shit behind. And you know why? Because their knees hurt. They don't want to bend over. Okay. Hey, if your knees hurt, don't fucking own a dog. If you can't take care of it properly, don't own a dog, dickhead. The second, I, mean, the second- I just want to warn you with the old people thing. Yeah. Last time you went on this old people shit, Penn and Teller <laughs> lit you up pretty good. So you might want to be careful. Oh, yeah, Penn and Teller. <laughs> Let me tell you about those guys. Let me tell you about selective editing, my friend. <laughs> They're uh, old guys. Who, Penn and Teller? Teller. Yeah, of course yeah. they're going to fucking hammer you on that show. No, they're going to try to hammer me. They they have, it, it was entirely cherry-picking fallacy. That's another episode. No, That'll but be I, another I, episode. do you want to, can I address it now? Because there is something I thought about that episode. Was that too much of a digression? What's the Penn and, the Penn and Teller episode? Like, if, for people who don't know, you were on an episode of Penn and Teller's Yeah, we'd bullshit. have to, we'd have to, yeah, we'd have to do a whole thing about it. I'm, I'm okay. going to bring it at some point. All right, all right. I don't want to digress. Okay, the second group of people, Dick, is kids. Children, old people and young people, kids don't give a fuck. Kids don't understand. Kids have never had to scrape dog shit out of their shoes because their parents do it. They're irresponsible idiots. They stomp in that stuff. They think it's fun. We're stepping in dog shit. And then they come home and poor mom and dad has to scrub it. I was right with you until they think it's fun to step in dog shit. Oh, kids love it, man. (laughs) Kids love smelling like dog shit. They love it. They They roll around in it. They love it. You go to the playground, I guarantee all over the playground is just... 
hidden dog shit everywhere. Everyone just like buries it they in hide it. Man, yeah, kids. You, you went to school with some weird kids. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at the weirdest one right now. And <laughs> and I'll tell you the third group of people who don't pick up dog shit, rich people. Because oh, they're fuck entitled. You, no, rich they don't. people. They fucking don't. I have a neighbor who's rich as shit and he leaves his dog shit everywhere, especially on his own lawn. And he thinks, oh, what's a big deal? What's the problem? It's on my own lawn. Yeah, but guess what, dickhead? Flies don't stay on your lawn. The smell doesn't stay on your lawn. Pests that it attracts don't stay on your lawn. I got fucking cockroaches and shit crawling around the neighborhood and crickets and whatever else eats dog shit. Probably spiders. They're so fucking stupid. Well, to... <laughs> I don't want to stop your Eat the Rich parade, yeah. but I actually did bring in... I found some fucking stats on oh. this. Um, 60% of people pick up their dog shit. And this was, this was done in multiple towns, like multiple towns with, with no similarities f- as far as I could tell. 40% of people just don't pick it up, which was about what I found in my straw poll that had nothing to do with income, that had nothing to do with upbringing. They were just like, eh, I just think it kind of just goes away. Like, it, it kind of just takes care of itself. Yeah. I don't know what they think happens. You know how it takes care of itself? Assholes who are texting step in it and smear it around till it's the same color as the concrete. Man, Dick, this sounds like you got your just deserves. Like, this is exactly what, what you had coming to you. They're terrible people getting terrible things. Why, did, why did I deserve this? Because I'm trying to do something nice for my friend by cheering her up. With yeah, a text, but you're also with a hilarious text, which, by the way, I did, because there's nothing funnier than, hey, I was trying to think of a funny text, and I just stepped <laughs> in a fucking half pound of dog shit. Hey, that's the universe helping you out, buddy. What are you complaining about? That sounds great, actually. Why did I deserve this? Because, Dick, if you just pulled aside for a second and just stood in place and stood up, up against a wall so people can pass you, so you're not walking. Uh, you, people who text and walk, walk slower. People who text and drive, drive slower. They can't pay attention to both. They do both poorly. Just fuck off for a second, send your text, and then continue on. You, what, you, what's your time so fucking valuable? You, 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 you can't spare a few seconds to send a text and then keep walking? That's what you get, dude. Shit on your shoes. 10 million tons of dog shit every year. <laughs> That's how much dog shit is out there. 10 million tons. 10 million tons. 20 to 30% of the bacteria in watersheds and urban watersheds come from dog shit. Fuck dogs. <laughs> hey, I brought in dogs as a problem. Why don't you idiots go vote it up? Because dogs is too much, man. It's not the dog's problem. The dog's really? got to shit. They gotta, somebody's got to pick it up. Great. Why, why aren't dogs like cats? Why don't they bury their own shit? Why don't they learn something? The dogs are so fucking smart. Why don't they learn that every fucking human hates their dog shit? Just get rid of the dog shit. Man, can you train dogs to shit in a toilet? I mean, probably. Have you ever seen that? I guarantee there's a YouTube video. Some dickhead trying to get a million hits. It's all these guys training their dogs to get them beers. Yeah. Which is always stupid. Stupid. Because it's like you had to do more work to set up the uh, Rube Goldberg machine for Uh that dog to be able to fetch your beer. Like, he's not, you're not saving any time. Yeah, and also, just get the fucking beer yourself, you dick. You know what my my buddy does? He has, every time he comes over, he brings a cooler and fills it up with beer and puts it next to the couch. Yeah. Because he can't be bothered to go get up and get another beer. Well, there you go. That's lazy ingenuity. Hey, Dick, I have an anecdote specifically about where you live in Hollywood. I've seen, I've seen... On the block, I, there used to be a block in Hollywood where I would walk. There was just it's just a landmine of shit, yeah. shit everywhere, dog yeah. shit everywhere. And there were convenient free doggy bags yeah. with disposable containers that nobody would use. It's Dude. free, and they they don't even just pick it up. You know what? Here's here's the thing, Dick. I like dogs. I do. 
I do like dogs, but I hate dog shit more than I like dogs. That's why I don't own one. I never want to feel the warm, moist, mushy texture of dog shit through anything, let alone my bare hands. I don't want to feel it through nylon. I don't want to feel it through a doggy bag. I never want to carry shit, my own or a dog's. I don't want to feel it on the bottom of my shoes. Yeah. Because now I feel like phantom dog shit on these shoes all the time now. I know. I it's, agree with you. That's, a, that's the same reason I don't have a dog. Because I don't want to pick up its poop. I don't want to pick up its poop. I don't want to pick up any animal's poop, including a baby. Including that's a, that's why I don't have dogs or babies. Yeah, uh, the fine for not picking up dog shit is yeah. uh, 250 bucks. That's this it? This is like New York. All big cities is $250. Yeah. How, it, is it that, how is it that small? How is that, how is that possible? Doesn't hurt the rich. That's a poor, That's another poor people. There tax. you go. So let's. What should we make it? One uh, percent of what you make in a year. There, that's there you the, go. That's the fine. That's a fucking fine. So if you make six, if you make fifty grand a year, congratulations. That dog shit just cost you five hundred dollars. Yeah. That's great. That's a great solution to that problem. Thanks. Yeah. I should bring it in on the bonus episode, which is our sponsor. This episode. <laughs> go to thebiggestproblemtheuniverse.com. Click on bonus episode <laughs> to check that out. All right, Dick. I got go? I got a real problem this okay. week. All right, enough oh, of your... he's so fucking smug. Yeah. Here, I got uh, I got something else for you before okay. you do that. Let me see. Hello, Dick and Maddox. I'm calling to confess. I'm the conductor from the Polar Express. Congrats, fellas. You've touched a million hearts. I've touched a million kids. Oh, We're geez. both the best. Oh, I'm late. Gonna take off on my magic train. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And don't forget, I'm a digital cyber demon. <laughs> it's that boisterous coconuts boisterous again. Boisterous coconuts. Once again, celebrities. Yeah. The the, the, the assignment conductor. is celebrities. Assignment. <laughs> what's the first thing that comes to your mind? The conductor of the Polar Express. The Polar Express. Express. Celebrities off the top of my head. Uh, Gumby. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Chester, the the cheetah, the Cheetos mascot. The Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah, classic celebrity yeah. Collins. Classic celebrities. Great. Thanks, guys. Killing it. <laughs> Boisterous <laughs> coconuts. All right. Dick, I got a real Boisterous problem this week. Coconut. Go ahead. <laughs> Diamonds. Oh. Okay? Diamonds are a real fucking problem. And I think it's about time people woke up and realized what a sham they are. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So here's, here's just in a nutshell, here's the problem with diamonds. First of all, they can't store value. Everybody thinks they can, but they can't because they don't appreciate Diamonds don't become more valuable. You can't hedge diamonds against inflation. Diamonds are always depreciating asset. They're not an investment. They're an always depreciating asset. Always. Sure. So there's this website. It's a, it's a blog called priceonomics.com. And they have this awesome post called Diamonds Are Bullshit. So this may be biased. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, it says here, the market for gold is fairly liquid and gold is fungible. You know what that means? So, so what that means is you can trade one large piece of gold for ten small pieces of gold, or it's like a it's like a ten dollar bill. Yeah. If you take a ten dollar bill, you can exchange it for ten one dollar bills, right? Right. You can't take a large diamond and exchange it for ten small diamonds. No. It, there's no one to one ratio. There's no set value for diamonds. Diamonds are bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the very base characteristics that make it feasible for investment. Diamonds don't have that. So stop spending money on them. Diamonds are not an investment in any circumstance. The market for them is neither liquid nor are they fungible. So why are people still buying them and thinking that they're storing money in this as an investment? Well, I I love this. I find the story of diamonds fascinating because it's 100% marketing hype. It is. Like from the, th- there were, 
before the I think it's the twenties or the thirties, they were not associated. They were not associated with weddings in any way. They weren't associated with like class or love or anything like that. So I happen to find them fascinating. But yeah, there's there's no there's no investment value to them primarily because there's no used market for them. No. Nobody sells used diamonds. No. They're only purchased new. It's because they've eliminated the used market for diamonds. There, there is none. Absolutely. There's a story here from in 1978. So there's this article. This is a, an awesome article. It's huge. It's a, it's a really long piece. But it's so well written. It's, it's from The Atlantic, and it's called, Have You Ever Tried to Sell a Diamond? It's a very simple question, but most people— People who've, who've been married and engaged and tried to, to resell their, their uh, wedding rings or their engagement rings are in for a shock because nobody wants to buy it. There's a lady in 1978, a wealthy woman in New York. She decided to sell back a diamond ring that she had bought from Tiffany two years earlier for $100,000. Okay? To whom? Tiffany? Yeah, she bought she it from Tiffany. She tried to sell it back to the store? To sell it back to the store. So she bought it from Tiffany and wanted to sell it back to the store. It's $100,000. She's a big client, right? Yeah. So she wanted to use the proceeds to buy a necklace. She thought she'd make some profit on this diamond. Surely oh, it's appreciated. Yeah. So she walked in. She, she'd read about some diamond boom in the news magazines, and she'd hoped that she might make a profit and then went to Tiffany. They explained to her that they have a strict policy against repurchasing diamonds. The sales executive assured her that the diamond was extremely valuable, however, and suggested another store. So the woman went down Fifth Avenue from store to store, trying to sell her diamond. One store offered her to swap it for another jewel, and two other jewelers offered to accept the diamond on consignment only. That mm-hmm. means they would hold it hold it for you and then give you a percentage of the sales if, right. they, if they were able to sell it, and then pay her a percentage, of course. But none of the half-dozen jewelers she visited would buy the diamond. She eventually gave up. Yeah. A $100,000 well, diamond, shouldn't that be worth something? I uh, shouldn't it be worth something? I don't know. It's not now you're you're talking about people who have no sense buying a bunch of luxury goods. You know, that I don't have as much of a problem with that unless you're building the case for like yeah, they're worthless. They are they're worthless. absolutely worthless. They're absolutely yeah. worthless. So in 1870, so this is this is the story of diamonds. It's, it's really fascinating. In 1870 there, there was this huge diamond mine discovered in South Africa and this, so suddenly the market became flooded with diamonds and diamonds were basically worthless. And the people who discovered these mines were some British investors, right? So they merged to create a monopoly so they could control the production and give the illusion of scarcity. Right. So they, they control all the diamond mines in South Africa that were just flooding the market with diamonds, and then they just stopped the supply. The name of the consolidated group is called De Beers. <laughs> Have you heard of De Beers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, diamonds are forever, those guys, right? Founded in 1888. That's a long fucking time ago. In London, it's also called the Diamond Trading Company. In Israel, it's called the Syndicate. Oh, geez. Yeah, how fucking ominous is that? In Europe, it's called the Central Selling Organization. In South Africa, it's called the Diamond Development Corporation. So they own these these diamond manufacturing and trading companies in England, Portugal, Belgium, Holland, Switzerland. They have a monopoly on the world. Right. Right? And so, Dick, you kind of mentioned this earlier, that diamonds were basically worthless up until around the 19... Uh, 30s and early 40s, right? So, what? Well, De Beers, yeah, until until De Beers hired. The, I yeah, I've read this article too. Until they've hired that the marketing guy, right, to come in and convince uh, young couples that a diamond is something they need to do to affirm their love. Exactly. That's Brilliant. exactly what happened. So so 
they came up with this marketing slogan called Diamonds Are Forever. Right. And what's so insidious about this marketing uh, slogan is, is that diamonds aren't forever in the sense that they're indestructible because they're totally destructible. Diamonds can be chipped, guys. Diamonds lose color. They can be chipped. And they can be incinerated. These are things that happen to diamonds all the time. Ask sure. anyone who's had a giant jewel. Well, I don't know people who don't have giant jewels. Maybe I got my, two my giant neighbors. Jewels. Okay, family jewels. Yeah, you're getting. You're about to get a foot Pass, in them. Passed pass down <laughs> from generation to generation, man. Gross, dude. So, so in nineteen thirty-eight, I've been marketing these bad boys for years. Yeah, and they're still they're still on the shelf. You can't resell them. You can't sell them for the first time. Still worthless. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta find this this old lady, this sucker. See if I can convince her to pick these babies up for a hundred grand. Yeah, those diamonds will stay in your pants forever. So, Jules, uh, please. So this uh, this this guy Harry Oppenheimer. Have you heard of the Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer Trust. Yeah, yeah, Oppenheimer. Right, built the bomb. He's the son. No, not that American guy. hero. No, that, no that his, guy. his parents were rich. It might be that. It might be that family. It may be related, actually. But yeah, the son, the, Harry Oppenheimer, the son of the founder of De Beers, met with an advertising agency called NWAer. These are the guys who came up with the advertising slogan, the diamonds are forever, right? They were concerned about the falling prices of diamonds, so they gave diamonds to celebrities in movies to give as a symbol of love. Sure. And it worked brilliantly because back then this was before any kind of – this was just when motion pictures were becoming big, right? This was before cynicism. Yeah. This was a day (laughs) where people just kind of believed everything. Sure. Right? Yeah, and they, and they try to con- they convince people that the larger the diamond, the greater the love. Sure, right? They also planted stories in magazines and newspapers, as well as radio programs, to create a link between diamonds and romance. They they flooded the market. By 1941, just three years later, they increased diamond sales by 55 percent. Yeah, look, uh, if I can interject, they they did it and it worked. But you got to admit. If they had tried that campaign with anything that wasn't a diamond, I don't think it would have worked. Like, there's something about diamonds where that shit worked. I'm not a defender of diamonds. I'm just oh. saying they picked the perfect they picked the perfect campaign for that particular stone. Well, it could have been why I mean, why diamonds? They could have done it with gold. Gold gold companies are doing that right now with gold. They're doing it. Just watch CNN. There's always that stupid gold commercial cash where the lady for comes gold. On. No, not cash for gold, you dickhead. There's the there's the other one, the gold uh, the gold traders, where there's that lady who comes on real smug, kind of British accent. She yeah. says, "There's nothing more valuable than gold." You know who I'm talking about? No. Yeah, there's some dickhead on CNN who always who is uh, they're CNN advertisers. But gold, would, it, it just wouldn't have worked. Like they couldn't have suckered. Like I don't think uh, you could have sucker a little girl into looking at. Gold and a diamond and saying which one – this one is love and so is this one. I think they're going to reject the hypothesis that gold stands for love. Well, one of the biggest – Because it's a lumpy rock. No, but they use it as a gold ring. I mean that's another thing that they've actually done that with gold. They make gold jewelry and then jewelry has that intrinsic value of actually being jewelry. All right. I'll give you that one. So in 1947, Ayer took a mass psychology approach to suggest making diamonds a psychological necessity by lecturing high schools across the country. Yeah. Can you believe this shit? They went to high schools all across the country and had lectures in assemblies preaching to little girls, indoctrinating them with this bullshit that diamonds are valuable and that's how they get love. Can you imagine what a great time that would be to be alive? What? You could just go from high school to high school and sell hair tonic. You could sell your hot sauce like it grows chest hair. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Say and do whatever you want. Nobody cared. No internet to bust you. Yeah. And then these were, these were just the administrators of these schools 
letting these people in to just market diamonds to students, high school students. Yeah. That's insane. Well, they still do that. Have you ever been part of a magazine drive? Oh, yeah. You remember that shit? Where you're just, like, using kids to sell your horse shit magazines? Yeah. Uh, That training, that psychological training is very much still alive. If I can tell a story about this. Yeah. Uh, My, the cooler guy, the guy who uh, fills a cooler up with beers over at my place and brings them over the couch. Smart. Smart guy, right? He, He is a smart guy. He's a very intelligent guy. Right. He was getting married. Right. And he's marrying a woman, also very intelligent. Okay. Uh, she's a nurse practitioner. And they're, they're a very logical couple, which I, f- I find infuriating. I don't like <laughs> logic in a partner. I don't like logic in friends. But they, they do. You don't like thinkers? Um, because it intimidates you. I don't, no, no. I don't like any... No, it bores me to death. <laughs> <laughs> so they had this conversation when he proposed about diamonds. Right. And the consensus of it was, she said, look... I just can't explain it. I know it's horse shit. I know it's, like, killing people. Right. But I just want a diamond. Like, I just want a diamond ring. Dick, that sounds exactly like something you would say. Uh, I know X, Y, and Z is true, but I just want it. Yeah, that's called being a human, you fucking robot. Of course it's something (laughs) I would say. So what's what's my friend say? Of course, he's like, look, uh, he tells me this, and I'm like, here's what you do. You get a fake one and just tell her it's real. Because hey. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? She right. says it doesn't matter. She just needs that psychological thing. Right. So give he her, goes, give her a placebo. Right. Great me plan. Right? Uh-huh. So he goes, actually, she kind of hinted at that. Oh. That I, if I were to do that, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Oh. But he just, he couldn't do it. Very like, not, gracious of her. Indeed. To allow him to spend a little bit less on this bullshit imaginary made up Item. Yeah. This is the language that people speak. Okay? Mm-hmm. We have to hint at things. You can't come outright and say it. Okay. You say, if this were to happen, she managed to, to, to slide this message secretly to him with cues and whatever and hints and subconscious clues. Yeah. And he picked up on it. Okay. And I was like, mission accomplished then. And, he, and he, his response was, I just can't do it. Like, I can't lie to her. So not only was she infected oh by, the psych- the, by, the, by the brainwashing, so was he. Because he felt that still somehow he was robbing her of something. That's such a big failure. No. So, uh, so we went down to the, the, uh, this diamond store in Tustin, right? That right. shitty one that's always on the radio that you wonder, like, who the fuck would buy their, their wedding diamond from what's this a, what, store? I, I don't know. What's the ad? The Diamond Mart, the Tustin Diamond Exchange. Never heard of I it. No, it's 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 right off the freeway. I don't like, know. Like, you can throw a diamond onto the freeway. Dick, we have this... listeners in Sweden right now who have no fucking idea, including me, what it's, you're talking about. It's off the it's off the road. It's off the... They know freeways, right? Yeah, okay, living next to a freeway is not a luxurious place to be. Oh, so you're saying it's a, it's a diamond store off the freeway, yeah. so it's not a fancy diamond yeah, store. Yes, so you can throw okay. a diamond... You can th- throw trash from the either from the freeway into the diamond store right. or throw handfuls of diamonds onto the freeway. Okay, fair enough. Okay, the yeah. last thing you want to hear when you're buying a wedding engagement ring is the roar of semis rushing <laughs> past the door. Not romantic. Anyway, we go down there. The guy drops a thousand bucks, which was like a reasonable, which happened to be the reasonable price of a stone. Okay. I mean, you look. You looked at the five thousand dollar one. Couldn't tell a difference. Right. You looked at the nine hundred dollar one. Uh, it looked like someone froze a drop of piss. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they're the, always like yellow. They have a yellow hue to them. They're awful. Yeah. So he picked the thousand dollar one, and that was that. Okay. I mean, that was that was that's the lasting effect of this brainwashing that's on. You've got you've got an entire couple. An entire couple. Whoa. 
Yeah, both sides. I'm saying both sides. It wasn't oh, even yeah, an argument. Sides. It was yeah. she let him off the hook, but he couldn't let himself off the hook. That's such bullshit, man. Hey, you can't. What are you gonna do? You gonna drop a thousand bucks? Or you gonna live with that for the rest of your life? I, I don't live know. With it. What I'm doing our our I'm doing the couple a favor. I'm doing the relationship a favor by lying to my to my girlfriend or wife. Hey, here's your diamond, idiot. I spent a lot of money on it, and then just actually spend the money on things that you need. Like what? what? Like, like video games? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or but that's a, a nice that's spaghetti a psychic dinner. Benefit I don't know. too, right? Like she's get she gets to look at this stupid ring. I, it's like it benefits her to How? look at it. No, it doesn't benefit her at all. It does. She, oh, she feels good looking at it. No, she that's doesn't. What I'm saying. No, you know what that is? That's an albatross, man. That's just sitting on your finger. How? What is an albatross to you? I get get into that. No. <laughs> what is the albatross? No. Shut up. <laughs> Dick. I, you know, so diamonds are worthless, right? Yeah. They're worthless. They're not fungible. They're not an investment. No. But worse than that, they're killing people, right? Okay. So you've, you've, heard of, you've heard of the expression blood diamond. Yeah. This is what it means. There's this, there's this documentary on YouTube. It's called Blood Diamond, The True Story. It's actually really good. I have this clip from it. Listen to this. From 1991 to 2001, a brutal war raged between the government and a rebel group called the RUF. The Revolutionary United Front, a war funded in part by diamonds. They said they were fighting for democracy, but they fought against civilians. Yeah. And they used diamonds to fuel the whole thing. They used diamonds to get the guns to fight the war. So these pricks who are sitting around buying diamonds for their wives because they're, they're afraid to, to lie, <laughs> to give them a placebo, to give them the gift of a placebo. Yeah. Instead of that, these people, are, these poor uh, people in Somalia... Wait, where was it? Somali, yeah. These these Somali fighters are, are being killed. People are getting scarred. Children are dying. And they're paid less than 100 pounds a year as their salary to get these diamonds. And there's an ongoing war that's been going on for years and years. And here we are, a bunch of fat cats sitting here with a bunch of rocks on our fingers because we think because we like shiny things. Fuck off. You know what it sounds like? Di- I don't know if you agree with this, but it sounds to me like diamonds are dog shit. <laughs> so a vote, a vote for dog shit. <laughs> Fuck is- you, Dick. <laughs> no, you're not gonna steal it that way. Hey, Dick. Uh, real quick before we move on to the n- the next problem. Yeah. Uh, people loved when I had Dick versus Dick as a segment, so I brought in another Dick versus Dick this time. Right. Yeah. You want to hear this? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Dick versus Dick. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, here we go. So, Dick, this was from an early episode. Let's see if you remember this. Look, I'm just sick of getting called a pussy in the comments for not swearing enough. <laughs> swear. There's too much swearing. Yeah. No, not going to do it. Oh, not going to do it. Too much yeah. swearing, huh, Dick? I still try not to. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this is from the last episode alone. Uh-oh. This was in, within like a five-minute span. <laughs> from episode number 25, just a five-minute span. Listen to this. That's horse shit. There's no fucking way. Dog shit. When am I gonna fucking learn? It's just some shithead. Shit. Big fucking white asshole. Asshole wizard. You're fucking <laughs> up traffic. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> a w- asshole white wizard? Yeah. That was you what I'm You called him a about? big asshole wizard. <laughs> All right. Well. Do you remember what he, uh, when he called What Neil- is this? H- piling on? What? <laughs> when he called Neil deGrasse Tyson an effing jerk. Yeah, he's he really, isn't that thing, jerk. Yeah. I wasn't that pissed off when I was saying that. Uh-huh. I gotta respect that guy. He's a physicist. Yeah, I'm not just <laughs> another classic dick versus dick. Here, I got some more. I got some more celebrities who called oh, in. Great, let's hear it. This is Emperor Palpatine. 
Wishing you a happy million downloads. Classic celebrity. I'm also calling to ask if you want to join my new podcast network, Wolf, <laughs> with your talent and audience and my ability to push the upload button. Oh, we will rule the galaxy. That's pretty good. Your podcast. Is that boisterous Bye. again? Yeah, that's boisterous. Coconuts boisterous. Again. Here's, a, here's a real Mother. one. Dick Masterson. This is Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. I'd like to congratulate you. <laughs> He's not dead, is he? No. On over one million downloads. Uh, it kind of falls apart <laughs> yeah. there. He's also not white. Both <laughs> tremendous. Or British. Assholes <laughs> and lazy pieces of shit. <laughs> All right, thank you, Morgan. Freeman. Great, thank you, Morgan Freeman. Thanks for calling. Wow, what a beautiful Morgan Freeman, one of the most distinctive voices. <laughs> Not even close. Might as well have been Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and who who tells him that that's good enough to like do? I did. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, here's my, here's my next problem. Remember how I got all that dog shit all over my shoes? Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm right outside my apartment. Okay. <laughs> I walk over to my apartment, pissed about pissed about the dog shit all over my shoes. Right. Thinking I'm just gonna wipe it on some grass, right? Okay. Because there's nothing better for getting dog shit off your shoes than grass. Not true, but go on. What is better than getting what is better at getting dog shit off your shoes? One than of those grass? like bristly metal brushes. Look, I logically I think that's true, but when you put it to the test, grass just always works somehow. I mean, it's there. I'll use it. Yeah, I'll use grass over most things. Yeah, and to get a bristly brush, I gotta go up in my apartment anyway. Do, I guess, or you could go to the convenience store. Anyway, anyway go your on. plan's falling apart. Let's, okay. Guess what? Guess what I have in front of my apartment complex? Fake grass. Fake gr- synthetic turf grass. Do you know what that is? Have you? S- well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's real fucking unfortunate. <laughs> so now I'm sitting there with shit all over my shoes, wondering if I should just smear it around on what's basically plastic carpet. Cares? Who cares? <laughs> it'll be there forever. It'll look like a. It'll look like someone shit themselves and then wiped their asshole in front of my apartment building. This is the dilemma I'm in now. Yeah, fake grass. Fake grass, and it's it's all over the place now. So I, I can either I can either walk through the fake grass. And get to the real grass outside and wipe all this dog shit off my shoes. Right. Or, or I can walk through the parking lot and have little dog shit tracks through the entire parking lot that's way longer than just walking straight to the backyard. Or, or, or what? Not text and walk. <laughs> that's option three. Or option four. Okay. Walk through the apartment building because it's closer than the parking lot and it will be cleaned. The, okay. apar- the apartment building is going to get cleaned. Sure. I know that. Some peasant get- will come through and clean it. Somebody somebody Some- who has a job to clean the apartment <laughs> complex with me. I'm creating jobs. The the grass, <laughs> the grass outside, the fake grass is never going to get cleaned. Yeah. Do you ever do you see you have fake grass in your neighborhood? Do you yeah. see uh anybody out there with a mop every week cleaning that plastic shit up? No, they should or or a vacuum cleaner or something. How do you, how the, yeah, how the fuck do you clean that shit? It doesn't. Because no organisms live in it. Animals aren't going right. to live in this. Insects right. aren't going to live in this. It's not going to the dog shit isn't going to like break down and de- Decompose in there because there's no bacteria living on this like weird foreign astro fucking turf that's made in fucking nasty laboratories and now it's all in over China. our fucking lawns. And yeah. it never looks real either. Of course it doesn't look real. Throw some yellow in there. It's the fake tits of landscaping. It is the fake tits of it's landscaping. Awful. So I walk through my lobby. Yeah. Guess who fucking 
comes right out of the manager's office when I'm doing this. Uh, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a celebrity that everyone knows. Yes. And the manager goes, the manager who I have had problems with in the past. Yeah. Uh, I was putting out, I, I, when I, right when I moved in, the first fucking weekend when I moved in, I unpacked like half of my shit and I took my boxes down, you know, my cardboard moving boxes. Yeah. Thinking I was being a great guy. I'll just put these out on the, I'll just put these out on the street. Okay. Because people always need moving boxes. Sure. And they're a ripoff. Okay. So here's me trying to, again, trying to be a good guy. Dick, but if you leave a big pile of shit on the street, people will think it just has bed bugs in it. Maddox, this was before <laughs> bed bugs. Okay. First of all. All right. Secondly, this is Hollywood. Nobody gives a shit. Okay. All right. Fair enough. There's there's shit lying up and down the street. It so looks like a, a nice Mad guy. Max movie. Go on, philanthropist. So I put, yeah. yeah. So I'm being a nice guy. I put the boxes down. Same apartment manager comes up. Hey, what are you doing? Those go in. Those go in the recycling bin. Yeah. I'm like, uh, they're brand new boxes. I am recycling them. Yeah. Who, someone's gonna come here and pick them up and use them as is. This is as recycling as it gets. Okay. So same same woman comes out. Um, what's that smell? Uh. <laughs> well. <laughs> I here's my plan, and I explain it to her. Whatever. Point is, this fake grass, these this, these fake lawns, they look ugly. They're gonna look uglier because they're gonna get gross shit all over them. Yeah. And I hate them. <laughs> okay. That's well, that, the problem. That third point is the biggest point I think that you have in your favor is that you hate them. Uh, what about vomit? What other stuff that are you, I hate? I mean, I hate vomit less than fake grass. No, no, but like, you're, but vomit is also a thing that you're going to eventually find on this grass. It's going to be vomit, yeah. dog shit, baby diapers. What else? What else do people throw out? Diamonds because they're worthless. It's going to be littered with diamonds everywhere. So in 2012, there's over 35 million square feet of synthetic grass for uh, landscaping and recreational use, and it's growing at 10 to 15 percent every year. Okay. Well, Dick, uh, what about people who would say that, well, all this fake grass is saving a shit ton of water? I fucking hate them already. Yeah. You know what I think about them. Yeah, I can't even argue that but point. But if you wash shit. it, yeah. <laughs> I brought in some problems with, uh, with fake grass. You want to hear them? Yeah, yeah, let's hear them. And this is, I think this is off one of their, one of their websites. Or some, I don't know where it's off. Of. I'll, I'll, I'll post the link later. After heavy foot traffic, or after furniture has sat on the lawn for a long time, an artificial lawn may flatten and require fluffing with a rake. <laughs> fluffing, huh? Sounds like someone's going to be on their hands and knees blowing this thing. Yeah, they sure will be. Yeah. Fluffing with a rake. I'm not going to fucking rake it. That's the whole point of having a fake lawn. You don't have to fucking rake it. Yep. The whole point. Yeah. You may have to pull up weeds. Yeah, that's true, actually. I walk by this this fake-ass lawn in my neighborhood. Every time I walk by it, I kind of chuckle because it's fake grass but real weeds. There's just weeds growing all around it. Yeah. That's the only thing that fucking lives in this thing. Uh, in direct summer sun, synthetic grass becomes much hotter than natural turf and can smell like hot rubber. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Sounds it does. great. And it, fe- it feels really gross, too. It feels like, uh, like almost latexy. It does. Uh, let me see. There's one thing. Oh, yeah. On a hot summer afternoon, children and pets cannot play or walk barefoot on an artificial lawn surface. So basically nothing alive can be on it yeah. in the summer. Perfect. Awesome. Great. Awesome replacement instead of just dirt. You know where the you know where the only two places in the world in the in the world that I can think that this would make sense is Las Vegas and Dubai. Because both are shithole deserts where nothing can grow, nothing real can grow. So everything has to be artificial. Everything. So might as well put that shit out there. Have it melt, have it do whatever the fuck, because who cares? It's the fucking desert and it doesn't belong out there anyway. 
Harmful substances such as zinc, uh, nonyl, nonylphenol may leach may leach from the recycled rubber granules and pollute water, according to the Washington Toxics Coalition. Hey, are you uh, talking about fake grass or fireball whiskey? I'm getting thirsty here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's it's it's too hot to walk on. It's ugly as shit. And what happens? What happens to all the piss and the shit that gets on it? Yeah, just it stays answer there forever. me that. Yeah. It stays there forever. Because what's underneath it? It's it's like some weird foam cushion. It's ground thing, right? up tires. Is that is that it's really ground what it is? up tires from a dump yard? Oh, that's got to be yeah, great for the environment. That's a positive, according to the the synthetic grass people. Sure. That they can recycle tires. Great, great. Why don't we just burn them? That's what we do anyway, right? We just burn tires. I think we burn everything. Yeah. Everything I know about trash comes from the Simpsons theme song, though, so that might not be true. Oh, that's true. It, it, the opening shot of it is just like big, big teetering piles of tires, isn't it? Yeah. Here's yeah. here's uh, regarding pee and poop from the Synthetic Grass People website. Yeah. What about some—this is on their FAQ. Those okay. are always delightful, right? Of course. Because they're always such softball horseshit problems. And, the, the, and let's not forget what the F stands for. Frequently. These right, Frequently right, right. asked questions. Let's hear what they say about pee and poop. What about pets? What happens to dog urine and waste? Dogs love our grass. <laughs> they think it's real. Oh, they all the dogs we interviewed said this. Yeah, this is with a straight face. They yeah. think that a bunch of plastic shit on the floor is real. The, the, you know, the things that have, like, superhuman smelling, like animal instincts, uh-huh. they think that a bunch of ground-up rubber tires and plastic barbs sticking out of the ground is real because <sighs> they're so stupid. Dick, not you to know? Me- not to mention that they eat grass. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, do, do they eat this stuff? I guess so. They think it's real. Yeah, but they also eat their own poop. I'm 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 gonna say this is a toss up. <laughs> uh, dog dog urine is not a problem. I I love when people start with it's not a problem because yeah. it means it's definitely an enormous problem. Yeah, dog urine is not a problem as it flushes through the turf's drainage holes Ew. and drainage system when hosed off or when it rains. So so all the water savings that you would save in not watering your lawn, now you have to get out there with a hose and and hose off dog piss, shit, urine, uh, vomit, and anything else. Anything. Yeah. And dead things. Um, Bacardi Limon. Solid, solid waste is cleaned in the same manner as natural grass. No, it's not. No. It's just not. No. It's not. No, it's solid waste because solid waste decomposes, and there's all sorts of bugs and little insects and annoying little ticks and and bugs and bullshit that eats that. Yeah, there's a, it's called an ecosystem. <clears throat> there you go. You don't replace it with fucking plastic. Pro, uh, this synthetic grass will not stain. I, I I don't even know what I don't even know how someone could say that with a straight face. Something won't yeah. stain. Well, yeah, won't stain. Everything stains, idiots. There you go. That's my that's my second problem. And I and I found both of these problems every week. Like I'm worried about the the end game point where there will be no more problems to discuss on this show. Yeah. And yet I generated those two problems in the course of about three minutes. Yeah. The, the key word there is generated, Dick. I agree. No, there's there's so many problems. We're gonna. It's the biggest problem in the universe, Dick. We got to bring everything in. And speaking of, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got an, I got another celebrity oh. voice. This one's actually a celebrity. Great. This is Maddie's. Congratulations on uh, one million downloads. This, this is any guess who this is? <laughs> oh yeah. boy, uh, Oscar the Grouch. I don't know. Oh, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Bill Murray's older brother. I oh. <laughs> I called to say that of all the worthless pieces of shit I've ever encountered in my long career, uh, you are far and away one of them. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't Great. know you worked with that guy. Bill Murray's brother. Yeah. Big celebrity. <laughs> Who? 
I know. Brian O'Doyle, what? Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, never heard of the guy. Well, great. Thanks. You know what, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> this this was the assignment. Simple yeah. assignment, right? Celebrity. Celebrity. Off the top of your head, name three celebrities. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Great celebrity. Prince. Funny voice. Prince, also funny voice. Michael Jackson. Paul Rubens. Hilarious voices all around. Yeah. Simple, easy to execute voices. <laughs> Okay. We get Bill Murray's fucking brother and Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> not a celebrity. Probably not even in the Star Wars universe. And one is a fake person. Yeah. yeah. And not a human. Not also, a human, I think. No. I don't know how that canon goes, but... Okay, go ahead. I'm not so, Dick, speaking of real problems, Shay's sofas. You know what this okay. is? Shay's lounge sofas? You know what a Shay's lounge is? Yeah, it's uh, something for looking awesome. No, it's not anything for looking awesome. And you relaxing. Big, no, you big pussy. You know where they came from? By the way, it's spelled C-H-A-I-S-E. A lot of people pronounce them chase lounges or chase sofas. We call those people the proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> so chaise lounges, also known as a long chair or a fainting couch. Have you heard of this? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You speak in my language. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, great, Dick. <laughs> so these were popular in the 19th century. There's two theories on how these were developed. The first one, speaking of you looking awesome, right? Uh-huh. One theory is that for the predominance of fainting couches is that women were actually fainting because their corsets were too tight. Oh, man, what a great time. Yeah. Is yeah. that why you use them, Dick? Because your corsets too tight no, you faint? I, I think they were also invented because a guy was laying on the couch and he said, man, I'm so... F- I'm so sick of putting my feet up on this stupid armrest, so he just kicked it off. <laughs> and that was how it was invented. No, that's not how it was invented, Dick. <laughs> I think ah. I've invented a couple of chase lounges like that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think this it's more likely the following theory, and this is probably what happened what happened to you. The second most common theory, this is according to Wikipedia, the second most common theory for the predominance of fainting couches is home treatment for the female hysteria through manual pelvic massage by home visiting doctors and midwives. Yeah, man. (laughs) So it's a finger bang couch. Is that what you're saying? That's what you're saying. Pelvic massage to prevent hysteria? First of all, it's impossible to not look fat sitting on one of these. Wait a minute. This this changed gears really quickly. Yeah. I'm talking about finger banging. You're talking about looking fat. Yeah. Everyone who first of all, if you're laying down in one of these things, what do you want to get? You want to finger bang someone laying down in this thing? I want to finger bang anywhere all the time. Roller coaster, car, chase lounge, a dog house, wherever. Gross man. Is that why your fingers smell like Vienna sausages? <laughs> how do you lay on a chase lounge? That's I your don't. problem. Let me I let me show you how to don't. do it. No man lays on a chase lounge. You get no, the no, fuck no. out. What? You look you look it all, you look erotic on a chaise lounge. Yeah. They work for you. No, but they you don't. you got to go with it. Guys, don't look erotic. Burt Reynolds and his uh, his Playboy spread. Man, that pose where he's... Correct. Correct. That's erotic <laughs> as shit. That is erotic. That mustache, yeah. oh my God. I Thank God that mustache is there so I don't have to look down at his junk. Yeah. No, you do, guys don't make it past the mustache. No. We end there. We we fantasize about the mustache. That's it. How are you sitting on them? I don't where you sit on fat. them, Dick. Do you, first... 
Everyone looks fat on a chaise lounge. Everyone. And and second, when I go to a friend's house and they have one of these fucking sofas, they're L-shaped sofas, the worst fucking invention. I hate them so much I get pissed off. When I walk into someone's apartment and it's going to be a big event like the Super Bowl or watching movies or something and I, I take one look at their living room, I see one of these fucking L couches with a chaise lounge at the end. Mm. Chaise lounge are deceptive because you see them, they're long, right? They're the length of a couch, yeah. but they're only a seat for one and nobody's going to sit in it because you're going to look like a fucking boo bourgeois dickhead sitting back like with your fat ass cool. gut yeah. yeah eating eating cheetos i bet your buddy with the the cooler has one of these chaise My, lounges yeah oh uh i think he has two he has yeah. one of those couches that has one on each side oh i hate them so much i hate them but nobody can sit comfortably on the thing there's no back support there's no backrest you have to sit on the end like an asshole you might as well have an ottoman you might as well have a beautiful lady feeding you grapes that's what you should say. Yeah. That's what you meant to say. Except no beautiful ladies hanging out with you in your bozo L couch. <laughs> like a fucking loser. You really Chase hate lounges. Chase lounges I, that much? I, it, it, it ruins my day if I go to a friend's house to watch a movie and they have a chaise lounge. I but, see that thing and it just it makes my blood boil. Listen to me. A chaise lounge, here's why I love them. If you're in one, you have this, you have this, and this maybe this is just me. I don't think so. You have this air of not being able to get up. Like, if you're lying in one, people will get you things because they think for some— Well, he's in a chaise lounge. He can't possibly get up. No. I'm not going to disturb his relaxation. I'm just going to go get him the beer. Yeah, and he looks too fat to get up. Yeah, yeah. It's It's great. No, it's It's a a magic chair. You look—no, because here's the thing. If I see someone sitting in a chaise lounge, I think, well, there's a person who needs to rethink their decisions in life. (laughs) I'm not getting them shit. so fucked. Yeah. That shit— pisses me off it infuriates me you know to the point dick where i decided to rethink the living room a long time ago the concept of the, the living concept, room or your living room well both okay the concept of a living room and my living room i decided to instead of getting a couch i decided to just get a couple of chairs because if you think about the classic couch scenario in a living room right uh-huh. you have the couch which is it looks like three seats but it's not really because no yeah, it could be. If it's long, if it's wide enough, three three people could sit down on the couch, right? Then you have the love <laughs> yeah. seat. Yeah. Okay. Then you have the love seat, uh-huh. which looks like a two-person seat, but nobody's going to sit next to someone on the love seat, even if you're dating them, because it's it's just too gross. Oh, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you ever sit on the same side of the table with a woman at a restaurant? I have. Okay. and But you you don't want to sit in a love seat with her? No, because the restaurant scenario is different, because I don't want my back turned to the door. Okay, that in case someone comes I'm in, so right? I'm so glad I asked the follow up question. Vietnam vet? Yeah, <laughs> no, he's he's quick draw, he's quick dramatics over here. Yeah, I always, I'm always keeping an eye on the place, guys. You're not gonna get the jump on me. I'll get That's the jump why on the, you. I think the chase lounge makes you uncomfortable. Oh, because of you have to relax to get in it, and you're so keyed up, you, you can't allow that. Dick, you I can't mean, relax in these things. They're fucking god awful. They only have it's 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 like sitting on an. On a vertical L shape. It's a 3D L. L is the most uncomfortable letter I can think of next to K. Yeah. Might as well be a K. Yeah, but look look at even the way we sit when we're doing this. You are per- I am always leaning this microphone stand back so yeah. I can relax more. Okay. And you are always perfectly on mic. Yeah. Speaking directly into it. Yeah. I look- think it's just not your chair, man. It's not a problem. No, it's a huge problem, buddy. Just don't sit in them. Leave I them don't. To people like me. I don't. I and women with corsets. <laughs> yeah, and women with hysteria who need their who need massages, pelvic massages. They're not okay. So anyway, Dick, the living room, the living room. You have the couch. You have the love seat, which is a two seat, but deceptively because only one. If you and your bro are gonna go, you're not gonna sit next to me on a love seat. No, you fuck off, right? I'd and sit then, on the. I'd sit on the floor. Yeah. 
Of course, you'd sit on the floor before you sit next to another dude on a love seat, right? Yeah. Even even if you're interested in the guy, and then you have, <laughs> <laughs> and then you True. have you then you have the the uh, the, uh, the the standalone chair, right? The big like throne like chair. Yeah. So that's oh, the, the are you saying a literal throne like no. you have, or well, like a, a throne like a normal person would have? Like a normal person would have, not oh, okay. like what, not like I have. You, you have, have a, like the he lazy has a boy. throne in his living room. I do. That's true. No, I'm talking about like the lazy boy. So you, essentially, if you count up the number of seats you have, you have two, maybe three, with the couch, one with the love seat, and then one with the lazy boy. That's a grand total of five fucking seats. Okay. Garbage. You know what I decided? I'm just going to buy five comfortable chairs to sit on. And I did for a long time. Now, there was That's a- weird, man. Yeah. That's a real fucking weird house that you're walking into with five seats. Oh, I know. There it's was like a- your specter, like a supervillain organization. Everybody's sitting in their chair. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Or like dad club. It looked weird. Like the Chicago Bears guys hang out. You know, it was it was pretty cool, and in theory it worked. My friends loved it. However, there was a flaw in this plan. Women. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're not going to want to sit in lazy boys. No. No, they don't. They well, don't. let me tell you why you're a huge hypocrite. Hmm? Okay. Because you have Ottomans. Yeah. And what's an Ottoman is just a do-it-yourself chaise lounge. No. Yeah, no, it is. No, sure it is. You just line it up to the chair. You can Boom, put- chaise lounge. No, that's not the chaise lounge, but it's easy to get in and out of a chair with, with an Ottoman. You just kick it. And if someone's pissing you off and they're sitting down on the ground because they came over and you bought a f- lo- fucking love seat and they're sitting on the ground like you, you can kick the Ottoman at their head. It's fucking great. I love Ottomans. I can kick Ottomans all day. I love it. And then Ottomans also double as storage. You can put your shoes in them. You can put your smelly dog shit shoes in your Ottomans. How about that, Dick? Seal it up for posterity. Maybe bring uh, it out in a million years in their diamonds. I don't know, man. I like to be comfortable. <laughs> at Great. all times. Great, Dick. You know what? Chaise lounges don't make anyone comfortable. There are three less seats. Every time you go to someone's house, look at the L-shaped couches. They're deceptively big. They're I- so fucking big. You think, oh, man, everyone can sit on this thing. But nobody can sit on them. Now you got the is that what is that what it is? Because I'm picturing a chaise lounge like a Victorian sculpted wooden yeah. sleigh. Yeah, you're thinking of the right thing. Except the chaise sofas. So they they've tried to combine they've combined the worst of both worlds. So they took the sofa, which is already right. flawed because they have that L angle, which nobody can sit in. Nobody's gonna sit in the L because gotta, it's wide and it's weird, up, dude. No, who are you gonna cuddle up against? You're fucking watching the Super Bowl. You're not cuddling with shit. Fuck off with your chaise lounge. Man, that pisses me off. And then, so, the, so they have the chaise on the end of the sofa yeah. and the L shape, and everything's uncomfortable, and the pillows are rough, and it's always that stupid fake. Uh, what is it? It's what's the material they use? Nagahide. Is it Nagahide? Fake leather? No, not even the fake leather. I don't mind that. Oh, that fake like felt velvet. Yeah, the soft felt velvet that like just sticks to you. Yeah, and it just yeah. stinks. Like after a while, because everybody eats popcorn, and what's with you idiots eating popcorn and just rubbing your grinding your greasy fingers into whatever fabric you're sitting on? What what do you? Inhuman? No, there is there is no respect for furniture. No. I'm, I'm with you now. Yeah. I have I, Thank you. I have this beautiful leather couch. A yeah. very simple three-seater leather couch and a simple like uh, throne seat, a one-seater. And when I picked leather, everybody laid into me. Like they, they thought it was hilarious that I was getting a leather couch. Leather's great. Yeah. It's like look, you guys, can you just can you just not dump your food all over yourself while you're sitting in it? That's all. That's all I'm asking. It's not that crazy. I think I've only had like one or two spills in the four years I've added. I don't give a shit what anyone spills on leather. You just wipe it off. It's no big deal. It's that other bullshit that, that just stinks and reeks and it just sucks up everything like a sponge, unlike your fake ass grass. Yeah. Yeah, bringing it back. You got me there. Anyway, Dick, what are the problems this week? We had, um, God, what did I have? I had dog shit. 
And I curb your dog. Should yeah. that be the problem? Yeah, that's the problem. Curb, curb your People dog. People who don't curb their dogs? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, curb your dog is a command, Dick. That's not a phrase it in a way of a problem. Come on. I don't want to be old Jeopardy on this, but I got to call you out on some of these fucking bullshit problems. <laughs> yeah, I got shit in the comments. For everybody needs to lose 20. Yeah, everybody needs to lose 20 pounds. That's they another do. stupid that's a one. Problem. Okay, hey, that's oh, by not the way, a problem. That's a command. Hey, Kim Kardashian was on the cover of People last month saying, I think I need to lose 20 pounds. No, oh, wow. I think she might be listening to this show. I'm surprised she didn't call in because yeah. that's an obvious celebrity. I am not surprised she didn't call in. <laughs> So what else you got? You got your your yeah. People don't curb their dogs. People who don't curb their dogs. Let's phrase it correctly. Okay, that. Uh, okay, you already won. No need to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> people don't curb their dogs. And what was my other one? Fake fake lawns. Fake lawns. Fake, fake grass. Lawns. Not well. Not fake grass because I like it in sports. Okay. So synthetic lawns. Well, this changes everything. Don't vote for that problem, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just just lawns. Like the application of that wonderful sports technology. To the home. I don't yeah. like that. AstroTurf, the keyword Astro. And my problems were diamonds and Shays Lounge sofas, which are fucking garbage. Guys. Spoken th- like a true proletarian. Thank you. Thank you for making this show an incredible success. We are just out the gates with already a million strong, and the bonus episode's going great. We have a lot more coming. A lot of people uh, bought the. The season pass, and we're going to be releasing bonus episodes once a month. They're going to be uh, on par with what you've already heard, which uh, which is great. So, thank you, Maddox, for making it happen. Thank this is you. A bold endeavor and a great experiment. Well, I am amazing. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Hey, Maddox, this is Jack Nicholson. I heard you got a million downloads on that stupid podcast. <laughs> now that you're a big success. Don't start throwing back pills like that broke back pansy that took the Joker from me. Right. <laughs> Give me a call when you got ten million, and maybe I'll let you buy me a beer. Uh, oh, great! Thank you, Jack. Pardon me, pardon me. Excuse me for calling. This is Detective Colombo, and I'm just calling to wish Dick and Maddox a happy million downloads. That's it. That's it. I won't take up more your time. Detective Colombo. Actually, there is just this one more thing. Sorry, it must have slipped my mind. I Dick. You're under arrest for 900 date rapes. Whoa! I don't have any evidence. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're guilty. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Columbo's crooked now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Must Why would missed a few of Dick's conquests? <laughs> yeah. Here's, yeah, right. Here's another classic celebrity. Dear Strongbrat, <laughs> today we received one million downloads. And, well, that's pretty good because, you know, we really don't have anything else going for us in our lives right now, so we really like, we need people to listen to us and pay attention to us and make us feel better about how things are going. So, you know, we'll make up numbers like a million downloads. Hey, you so called in, we- asshole, so. This is George Bush, and I've been listening to your little podcast down there. And, wow. Well, mm-hmm. it's bad. It's bad. No, oh, I don't think George Bush would say that. When no. I heard that, you guys wanted to get a million downloads. I thought they're not gonna do it. They're just not gonna do it. <laughs> but here you are. I think it's Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey, Carvey is George Carvey. Bush. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a celebrity. It wouldn't be prudent yeah. for me at this juncture to to tell you guys to go to hell. I mean, he's doing all Dana Carvey's I material. I whoever it is. You. <laughs> but maybe you can get the hell out of my country. Now. All right, all right, George. We're done with you, George. I got one, one more. One yeah, more. let's hear it. Hello, Maddox. This is Wayne Knight, 
better known as TV's Newman from Newman. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. oh, well, I just want to congratulate yeah. you on your achievement of one million downloads. It's not like you aren't also an outdated relic of the 90s. How are you still relevant? I despise you. I hate you. I loathe you. Yeah, more like love. Yeah. Well, ta-ta. Nah, that's it. <laughs> ta-ta to you, fuckface. <laughs> Knew it.